What's good, everyone? G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka the Greginator, aka the Rookie of New York, and I want to talk to you about Anchor and my show. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. I'll explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music intros, music outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy show about the stories mixed with entertainment, music, real life segments, and much more. Now, where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, which is off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast, alongside with my Instagram handle, gmoneystacks555 in Queens, and Queens, New York. To spell it out is O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z, N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in one word. Now, streaming platforms, in case you missed any of the episodes. We are on Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Podcasts. And please don't forget that Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast is on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. Let's go.
Yes, yes, five, four, three, two, one. Good evening, new listeners and current listeners from all around the world, including the USA, areas of Long Island, and the regional locations of the five boroughs of the Brooklyn, the Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your host with the most, G-Money Stacks, a.k.a. Lonely Nomad, a.k.a. The Greginator, a.k.a. Rookie Podcaster of New York. And you are now listening and tuning into Off the Meat Rack Chains, New York Podcast, episode 35. How about that? How about an applause? If you're new to the channel and you are a new listener and you missed any previous episodes, don't worry. I got you. All you got to do is your part by subscribing to my YouTube channel, which is G Money Stacks 555. Click alerts so you could be notified on when the show goes on the air live. More video content upcoming episodes, previous recorded episodes, leave a like, comment on the episodes with the topics that we discussed, and alongside with alongside with the streaming platforms, don't forget to share the podcast with your friends, which I will go over the audio streaming platforms and where you can listen to at the end of the show. Um, um, also, I do want to say this. If you would like to be a guest on the show, whether you are a black owned trendsetter that has a business or your personality, singer, rapper, VJ, DJ, and other career fields. And also if you, if you need advice, and you want to send a chain letter that way we could read it on the air so you could get the recognition that you could that you deserve all you got to do is subscribe to excuse me all you have to do is email us at off the meat rat chains and why podcast at gmail.com that's off the meat rat chains and why podcast at gmail.com that way we'll that way we'll be able to um read your thoughts and talks on the air on what you thought about the topics, what 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 are your reactions? That way we'll get an idea on how to to make it even better and better every week. Now, our first topic has to do with the mental health, which is still mental health awareness month. I call it mental health check-in for a reason. So um this has to do with um, a long word that I actually been hearing, and it's called microaggression. Now, what is microaggression, you ask? Microaggression is a subtle, often unintentional form prejudice. Of course, it includes, um, rather than an overt de- declaration of racism, marginalized, um, or sexism, a microaggression often takes the shape of an offhand comment and inadvertently painful joke or a pointed insult. For example, a person might comment that 
an Asian American employee speaks English well. Another might ask where an American Indian student is from. A woman may cross the street when she sees an African American man walking towards her at night. These individuals may have not may not have intended to offend anyone, but the comment or action still reminds the person who receives the microaggression that they are not fully accepted or trusted in their community. People are often well-intentioned and they want to consciously promote equality, but unconsciously they may act differently. Well, so we go to the roots of the microaggressions. The term was coined by Howard Mitt, Howard Medical School psychologist Chester Pierce in the 1970s to describe the subtle insults he witnessed between white students and African-American students. The work of Jack DeVito and Samuel Garther also added to the idea. The term had a resurgence in 2007 when teachers, college Columbia University psychologist Darrell Wing Sue began to popularize the idea through his writing. Since then, the construct was, excuse me, has sparred tremendous conversation, research, and debate. What are some examples of microaggressions, you ask? In the workplace, being asked to run and get coffee sounds cliche, but this actually does happen. The target can be a person of color, female, LGBTQ, or other marginalized people. <clears throat> Another good example is assuming that an older employee is incapable of managing technology and lacks versatility with new tools. The workplace can be um, riff with slights and snubs directed at people who appear different. Um, okay, is subtle bias harmless? Sometimes a microaggression may appear to be a compliment. You speak English very well. They are seemingly innocuous and nothing to fret over. However, microaggressions carry demeaning meta-communications, whereby the messages are hidden and the targets of such concealed missives feel on edge as well as under scrutiny. This can create an environment filled with distrust, hostility, and validation, and it, it can also mean lost productivity, ill health, and overall inequality. <clears throat> Which groups tend to be targeted by microaggressions, you ask? According to Daryl Wing Sue, any group in society may become targeted, including women, people of different gender identities, those with disabilities, religious minorities, among others. For example, a fortright 
white woman might be labeled a bitch. <laughs> oh man, just because she's exercises assertiveness. Um, is the idea of microaggressions controversial? The concept of microaggression has its share of critics. Some argue that the idea has not occurred enough empirical evidence and research does not, excuse me, does suggest that core premises of microaggressions and their connection to poor mental health do not have sufficient evidence, such as the most marginalized communities perceive microaggressions to be harmful or that subjective reports are reliable enough to study. Oh boy. Why do people feel the concept of microaggressions is not valid, you ask? Some people argue that microaggressions foster a culture of psychological fragility and victimhood. If one believes that microaggressions and verbal statements are psychologically and even physically harmful and therefore avoids them, the person's emotional strength may diminish. There is an assumption of ill will that could prevent the free flow of dialogue in settings from academia to psychotherapy. Parsing our microaggressions. Even if researchers and ex experts argue over the existence of microaggressions, this cannot erase the emergence and popularization of the concept, which underscores the importance of recognizing, defining, and studying the impact of subtle racism on those in marginalized communities. Oh boy. So, okay, why is guilt a factor in microaggressions? Um, people experience guilt when racism is brought to the fore. Who wouldn't feel guilty that large groups are marginalized? A person can feel guilty when he is born with certain advantages and when and he can try to deny this truth by evading it. Remaining blind and indifferent might um ameliorate guilt even though it may be healthier to acknowledge those privileges, educate himself, and change his behavior. Hmm. Do bullies use microaggressions to get what they want? Hmm. Let's take a look. Some bullies intimidate others through covert behaviors, making interactions hard to detect. In the workplace, a bully may leave others out of important meaning. This omission may affect the decision-making process. Such a move can also remain, no, excuse me, maintain a monoculture within the workplace, ensuring the bully's control over other points of view. The word aggression is highlighted here as bullies are inherently aggressive. 
Um, how can we be less microaggressive, you ask? Just being aware of microaggressions is a start. We live in a society that has inherited and promotes bias against people who are different. To be more conscious of microaggressions and avoid having them, one can explore their biases, reflect on the connotations of a remark might have, review common interactions, and engage with people from different communities. How do I become aware of my microaggressions, you ask? If you were called out for being microaggressive, here are some guides to handle the situation. We can all learn a lot about subtle biases that you may not be aware of. The person who called you out cares enough to say something. Being defensive will not help, and virtual signaling will not either. Apologize for the bias and explain that you want to understand better. Listen with empathy and compassion. Well, there you have it. There you have it. These are your lessons of the day on what you can do to be less microaggressive. Now, um, I do want to go go here. I always wanted to talk about this. So recently, there's been there's been a shooting in Times Square. Um, basically, so they arrested a shooter. So I have an article according to the New York Times. So here we go. So the Times Square shooting suspect arrested in Florida. The police said Farrakhan Muhammad, to be exact, opened fire during an argument with his brother, shooting bystanders, including a four-year-old girl. A four-day search for a man wanted in a weekend shooting in Times Square that injured two women and a four-year-old Brooklyn girl ended on Wednesday when the suspect was arrested in Florida, the police said. The the man Farrakhan Muhammad is 31 years, years of age, was taken into custody by federal marshals at a McDonald's in Stark, Florida, near Jacksonville, where he was eating lunch in a car, police said. He was awaiting extraction to New York. The broad daylight shooting on Saturday, which was recently, in the middle of one of the city's best known tourism and transit hubs, came amid a spike in gun violence that has unnerved New Yorkers amid the city's efforts to bounce back from the coronavirus pandemic. The episode thrust public safety to the forefront of the city's mayoral race and focused attention on the police department, which has struggled to keep pace with the rise in in shootings. The authorities quickly mounted an intense manhunt for Mr. Muhammad that included city and state police and federal marshals all down the East Coast. It's a daylight shooting, 
James W. Isik, the chief of detectives, said in it at a news conference where he praised the detectives who worked on the case. <clears throat> Times Square, thousands of hours of video canvassing to the viewed witnesses to be interviewed. The eyes of the world were on them. Investigators got a break in the case on Tuesday when Mr. Muhammad, who was traveling with his girlfriend, was caught on video stopping a stop stopping at a Walmart in Fayetteville, North Carolina, for supplies and food for the couple's two dogs, who were also in the car. Police officials said at the news conference, Mr. Muhammad's girlfriend was questioned by the police, who did not release her name. Once he started going through North Carolina, we knew he was headed to Florida, Chief Issey said. Investigators had not recovered the gun used in the shooting or determined a motive, he added. The police said Mr. Muhammad had been identified by his brother as the gunman and open fired as the two sibling sidewalks CD peddlers argued near West 44th Street and 7th Avenue. The shots missed their target and struck a four-year-old who was in the, a stroller with her family as they stopped for toys and two others. Um, videos recorded by bystanders showed officers running to the bustling intersection after the shooting as crowds swelled out the door corners and later a female officer identified as Alyssa Vogo sprinting towards an ambulance with the girl in her arms. The girl underwent surgery at Bellevue Hospital. Wow. Um, the the other victims were a 42-year-old woman from New Jersey who was shot in the foot and a 23-year-old woman visiting from Rhode Island for Mother's Day who was shot in the leg, officials said. The three victims, um, none of those injuries were life-threatening, did not know one another, officials said. The New Jersey woman, Marcella Aldana of Passaic, said in an interview on Wednesday that she and her 16-year-old daughter, um, um, Janet, um, were lined up outside a store wanting to buy K-pop merchandise when she heard two shots ring out. Miss Aldana, speaking in Spanish, said the two had dropped to the ground as the shooting continued. Um, it was really terrifying, said Miss Aldana, who immigrated to the United States from more Los Mexico and has a job packing tea bags. She added everyone was running and screaming. Yeah, I would too. I would too if I heard shots. 
she said her foot was still swollen, but that she was talking medication and feeling better. After the shooting, the police said Mr. Muhammad went back to a hotel room on West 42nd Street where he was staying with his girlfriend. Police identified him as the suspect that evening after speaking with his brother. By then, though, Mr. Muhammad had changed his clothes, shaved his head, and left the hotel, Chief Asik said. Charges had not been filed as of Wednesday afternoon against Mr. Muhammad, who has passed arrest for threats and violence. But police classified the shooting as an, an assault. In a sign of the episode's political resonance, Andrew Yang and Eric Adams, two of the leading mayoral candidates, gave separate news conferences the next day at the site and an area of, of the city whose return to vi um, <clears throat> vitality will be crucial to New York's broader recovery. Hold on, folks. All right, just bear with me. Mr. Adams, the Brooklyn Borough President and a former police captain condemned the shooting and pointed to it as evidence that justified his focus on public safety as a significant issue for New York voters. <clears throat> Mr. Yang, a former technology entrepreneur, echoed that message. Like Mr. Adams, he has positioned himself as a candidate who does not embrace the defund the police movement. I wouldn't either, too. Hold on. Let me say something about this. I'm not really on it. I'm not really a typical person who who's taking sides. Yes, there's a right and, and a wrong when it comes to abusive of power, when it comes to renegade cops, a.k.a. rotten, sour, sour apples. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, as far as defunding the police, I don't even think that's going to really solve all these all these problems. I feel as if that it's going to make matters worse and it's going to be more crimes. I mean, what happens to what happens to our women and and they are being victimized for sex trafficking, rape. I mean, you a violent abuse, you just name it. It's like who you it's like who are you going to call if you're going to um take away money from the cops department? I get the fact that um the the training is a little a little out of hand, but at the same time is is it's almost as if like there's certain situ it's like there's certain situations um that's that can't I can I'm not justifying what they did. So just hear me out here. So this is about accountability, right? If you want accountability um it's gonna take some time 
it's not going to happen overnight. It'll take, even if it takes years, so be it. I would much rather not have things rushed over trying to, trying to, you know, get, trying to get justice. But there's a difference between accountability and, and, and getting justice. Accountability means you're basically holding somebody responsible for what they did, for what they did. Justice, on the other hand, is usually putting the, the, the right criminals to prison or jail. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to actually share my thoughts on the whole defund police thing. Pretty much sounds like a bad idea to me. So, um, so hang on a second, folks. Let me just, let me just click on something. Um, all right. All right. Where did I leave off? All right. Other candidates made similar appearances over the next few days to promote their own plans for tackling crime and the surge in shootings. As of May 9th, 505 people have been shot in New York City this year. Damn, son. As of as of May. Yeah, that's crazy. This year, according to the police department statistics, the most through that date in any year since 2010. Mayor Bill de Blasio condemned the shooting and announced that the police department would increase patrols in Times Square. Rodney K. Harrison, the chief of the department, said on Wednesday that police would be homing in on an aggressive soliciting and making sure that vendors stay in designated activity zones. However, he added officers will not be returning to enforce street vendors laws. A role that the police, excuse me, the Department of Consumer Affairs took over last year amid protests over police brutality and overly aggressive enforcement. All right. This is something that we already took a look at, and we're working with City Hall to see if this is something that needs to be addressed, he said. Wendy Marginet, the Rhode Island woman who was wounded in the shooting, would not be reached on Wednesday. Miss Marginet who was visiting New York with her husband and two-year-old child, previously told WNBC-TV that she had been outside a store near the intersection of 7th Avenue and 45th Street when she heard a scuffle just before 5 p.m. Saturday and suggested that they move away. At the same point, I told him that the shots fired. She told tel- the television station, I walked a little bit and I started screaming, asking for help. Miss Marginet said the bullet that hit her in the leg would probably remain there for the rest of her life. 
The doctors who treated her said that removing it could do more damage, she said. Jeez Louise. As for the four-year-old officer, Vogel told WNBC that the girl was extremely calm considering she had just been shot. I think her being so calm is why officers were able to get her the help she needed so quickly, Officer Vogel said. Miss Aldana praised the police for making an arrest within several days. She said she had never expected such a thing to happen in New York. I didn't think someone would do something like that, she said. There are police there watching over people. I felt safe, but it seems like things are out of control. <sighs> I got to agree. It is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. I will I will say this. Um, um I do want to talk about something actually. Um times just give me a second. Actually, actually give me a second. Asian woman punched in Queens, New York. Okay. So I did wanted to talk about this, actually, as I was watching TV earlier. And this was about an elderly woman who was punched in the face in Corona, Queens. So... Article goes like this. A 75-year-old woman was socked in the face and left with a broken nose um, in Queens, which they said is Corona Queens, by the way, early, early today, police sources said. Um, the elderly victim was walking on 57th Avenue near 97th place in Corona at 3 a.m. when a man suddenly slugged her, the sources said. Um, she was taken to Elmhurst Hospital with a broken nose and has since been treated and released according to sources. Yeah, sorry about that recording. Um, I'm gonna have to redo that. Um, I'm gonna have to redo that sound effect. So, so don't worry about that. Um, she, yeah, it it was unclear whether the assault was being considered a hate crime. The motive was not known. Sources on Thursday also gave details on an alleged hate crime incident from May 19th. <clears throat> a 24-year-old man was inside the 34th Street Hell Square station when a male stranger snarled or gnarled. You are Chinese, aren't you? Give me your, give me your shit. This is black people territory. I will slit your throat, the sources said. Oh my goodness. The incident came amid a recent surge in an anti-Asian violence 
across the Big Apple and beyond. Mayor Bill de Blasio announced in a Thursday press conference that the city would be making a $3 million investment in community organizations to combat hate, but didn't offer additional details. Hmm, $3 million, eh? Yeah, that's pretty that's a lot of money though. Anyway, we need to redouble our efforts to combat hate, the mayor said. Fighting hatred, these hatred and bias crimes goes against everything we we are as New Yorkers. Hatred has no place here. We can't just do it with policing, he said. We need to do it with communities and partners on the ground. I I actually agree with this. I actually agree with this though, man. I mean I mean hate conquering hate is not really going to really really help anybody. It ain't gonna help nobody, so so anyway, on to the next one. And this has to do with a recent interview that Dr. Umar Johnson did on the Breakfast Club. And when asked about the whole the whole um situation, when asked about um why is he uh, why is he against um you know why is he against um interracial dating? Oh boy. Um I have to really, 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 really let you now, hold on a minute here. I do have an article right here. So, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So, let me see. All right. All right. All right. Got it. So, let me just read this article here. So, School psychologist Dr. Umar Johnson directed harsh criticism at President Joe Biden during an interview of The Breakfast Club that aired on Monday, Monday morning. A legend, Biden hasn't taken explicit action to protect black Americans from police genocide, even after black voters propelled him to victory in the 2020 election. Johnson didn't hold back punches against black elected officials and the Congressional Black Caucus. Johnson, the self-styled prince of pan-Africanism, said during an interview with Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy that Biden has made members of the transgender community and Asian Americans priorities during the first 100 days in office while falling to act to protect black Americans. President Biden, your first day in office, you signed an executive order to protect the life and safety of transgenders. I have no problem with that, he said. On the first day in office, Biden issued an executive order that outlines the interpretation of a 2020 Supreme Court ruling that gay and transgender employees are protected by title, title, what is this? What is it? What is it? Seven? 
of of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which outlaws discrimination on the basis of sex. The act provides the civil penalties for those who discriminate against the classes enumerated in the statute. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Oh boy. Um, let me see. But he sat up there with you, Charlemagne Johnson said in a reference to Biden, and told black people that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah, we heard that many times. So if you were, excuse me, if you went out of your way begging black people to vote for you, why haven't we got an executive order or any other activity coming out of the Oval Office from President Biden to protect black people from police? Biden told Charlemagne during the May 2020 appearance on the show, if you have a problem figuring out blah, 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 I'm not even going to really get into that. Um, Johnson pointed out that police involved killings of black people have made national headlines recently. In just a week since former Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin was convict, convicted of second degree intentional murder, second degree manslaughter, and third degree murder of the death of George Floyd news of several police involved shootings, including the that of the Michaela Bryant, which we spoke about episodes ago, Anthony Thompson Jr. and Andrew Brown Jr. have sparked outrage. Johnson then noted that Biden had also taken explicit action to protect Asian Americans from a recent and uptick in hate crimes against them. Look, look at what he's doing with the anti-Asian hate, Johnson said. He signed an executive order that is exclusive to Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. I don't have a problem with that, but if you can protect the Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders from violence, why can't you do the same for black people? A memorandum signed by Biden in January condemn violence against Asian and Pacific Islanders in particular. Although it's not clear in what sense the president's stroke of a pen protects them. Um, um, okay. The federal government should combat racist xenophobia and intolerance against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and should work to ensure that all members of APP, double API communities, um, no matter their background, the language they speak, or their religious beliefs, are treated with dignity and equity. The statement said. Um. Okay. There's certain points that I do agree on. But the one part that I don't agree with, which you probably have not even, um, you probably have not heard when he was asked about the whole interracial, 
interracial um marriage i want y'all to listen to this and y'all tell me what you think now hold on a minute if you don't believe me now hold on a minute let me go back to the beginning here i want y'all to hear this this really pissed a lot of people off though especially with the whole interracial dating thing so i want y'all to actually I want your thoughts on this, so let me. I'm gonna play this right now. <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. Don't do that, Envy. I'm gonna have a serious conversation. We have a name for it. Because I, I want. We have a name for it. Okay. The snow bunny crisis. Okay. I am against the snow bunny crisis, and I want your white listeners to understand, because people be trying to say stuff like, "Uh, he's the black Hitler." I'm not the black Hitler. I am I am in no way interested in hurting or harming the life of any human white Asian Chinese. I believe in respecting everybody. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm against interracial marriage in and Charlemagne is because marriage is an economic contract. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. And if you don't believe me, show me a rich white woman married to a broke ass black man. Have you ever seen a rich white woman marry a broke-ass black man? No, you have not, and you never will. Because marriage ain't about love, it's not colorblind, and it is totally economic. So if marriage is an economic unification and a contract, how can we, who don't have enough already, give so much to the white woman and to white people who have already taken too much when we got all these black women out here who will never get married. Only one out of every four black women in America will ever taste marriage. And half of them who taste marriage will be divorced within five years. If you want to save the black family, if you want to save the black family, you have to protect it. And in All right. Um, I'm not going to play all this and stuff, but I, I, I do agree on certain things that he talked about in, in terms of, you know, policing and stuff like that. But as far as interracial marriages and stuff like that, let me tell you something, man. Dr. Umar motherfucker who wants to dictate who, who people should marry. Let me tell you something, man. Love has no skin complexion. Let people, let people marry who they want to, who they want to, um, fucking marry. Love is love. And as far as I'm concerned, like, like, yes, marriage is a contract. Yes, I do agree with that one. But as far as, like, telling people who they, who they should actually be around as far as a white woman um, dating a, a broke black person or whatever case scenario may be, listen, it's not your choice to, it's not your choice to make. It's on them. Let them let them be around somebody who they can relate. This is not the 1970s. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna digress on this right there, man, before I even get a little upset. So this this right here is a lesson right here, though. Right here. If you are interested in somebody, it doesn't matter what their skin complexion is or ethnicity. It's a matter of personality and what's on the inside, not what's on the outside. And I say, and I say this from the bottom of my heart and soul.
little bit of a little bit of this. So on the so on the on the reality is there's some things that pe that people agree with, and there's other things that other people don't agree with Dr. Umar. But as far as interracial dating, he's definitely wrong on this one. So on to the next one. Um, this story really got me surprised, though. Um, as far as the this story really got me. This story really got me. <laughs> um, so TikTok massive bash broken up by cops with tear gas. Really? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I hearing this? Massive bash broken up by cops with tear gas. Are you serious? Tear gas? Really though? That's crazy and scary. <laughs> All right, let's let's read this, man. TikTok can draw a crowd for sure, much to the dismay of Huntington Beach residents. An estimated thousands of thousand people swarmed the beachside community Saturday night and police broke up the bash that was called Adrian's Kickback. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Adrian's Kickback. Oh, man. Anyway, the party was advised to TikTok and went viral with users all over the country chiming in on the possible bash. The viral vids clearly did the trick. With hordes of people filing the, the so-called beach and streets, the crowd started to form at around 6.30 p.m., and things got rowdy pretty quickly. By 7.30, it was going full bore, and then the fireworks started going off. By around 11.30 p.m., cops made their move, declaring the event an unlawful assembly. Hmm. Hold that thought. Okay. All right. Police used tear gas to break up the crowd. It was pretty much pure pandemonium as everyone started yelling as they either ran away or ran for cover. At 11.30 p.m., the city imposed a curfew that lasted until 5.30 a.m. Sunday. As for Adrian, his name is Adrian Lopez, and the celebration marked his birthday. All he said on TikTok was pop out and celebrate my baby. Oh, no, excuse me, my B-Day, which is birthday. That's short for birthday, folks. That's all it took. 121 adults and 28 juveniles were arrested and booked for various charges, including vandalism, 
the firing of dangerous illegal fireworks, failure to disperse, and curfew violations. <sighs> well, okay, that, that sounds like a bad idea. Now, it's one thing to celebrate a birthday party, right? A, a birthday. And you want to be able to celebrate by being outdoors and stuff like that. But at the same time, I I think you have to really, really, really be careful on on how how much people you try to invite. As far as as far as anything goes, the, the protocols and stuff like that, like you, you just name it, man. Um I feel like that sometimes there's going to be people that are careless and there's going to be people that are going to be, you know, knuckleheads and not really know what's really going on. So this really kind of hit me. <laughs> I didn't think this is going to really, really going to be the story that I was going to pick, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, you know, I try to steer away from certain subjects that's not really my my place and area of expertise. So, um, although I would like to say um, there's another story that I wanted to do, and this was and this was involving the slashing, the Times Square slashing. Give me one second, folks. Okay. So, surveillance footage released of suspect in Times Square subway slashing. Here we go again. This has got to be crazy. Hold on a second. Um, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here we go. So, cops released surveillance footage early Thursday, which was recently of the suspect who allegedly slashed a 35-year-old woman in Times Square subway station. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's scary, man. That's really scary for, for somebody to go through this. And you wonder why. You wonder why so you wonder why sometimes people are a little hesitant to be taking the trains. Because shit like this gets worse. And I'm not even going to really, I'm not even going to hold you. This is not really, that's not cool, man. You know what I mean? That's just not cool at all. Anyway, the 35-year-old victim was sitting on a bench at the southbound 1, 2, and 3 train platform around 8.50 when a man joined a joined by a woman approached and started speaking to him, police said. The victim took out his earbuds and asked, are you talking to me? Police said. The suspect then spat on the victim 
and slashed him on the side of his face with a scalpel, causing a severe cut, according to authorities. Oh, boy. This is unbelievable, man. Unfucking believable. Why? Look, I don't. I'll get to my remarks in a second. The suspect. Okay, I did read that part. The victim was taken to Mount Sinai Hospital in stable condition. The attacker took off, and he is shown on surveillance footage walking with the woman through the station. Um, the suspect is described as in his 20s and around six feet tall. The incident came more than an hour after a female train service operator was pushed and punched in the same station without provocation, cops said. <sighs> this is why subway trains are this is why sometimes people are very hesitant. And I said this before. People are very hesitant because of the, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of times subway trains, they're not safe along with the stations due to crime and harassment. Like you can't look. It's one thing to base on stats, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's 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 gonna stop right away. Now, like I previously previous like I just previously just talked about just now with the Times Square shooting, and now you're hearing about now you're hearing about the Times Square subway station slashing again. Look. I'm going to tell you like this, though. I'm going to tell you like this. Um, If you're going to go out to the city, I suggest you be careful and be aware of your surroundings. And also, you know, make sure that um, you, you are aware of where you're going. And... What street you on? Not to say to I'm not saying live in fear, people. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is is just be safe and and be and be wise of the decisions that you are going to make. That's what I'm saying. Um, let me see. Um, I think I'm going to actually, you know, call this a day with the episode, but I do want to, um, I do want to give a TV suggestion. I haven't done, I have not done, um, TV show checkouts in a minute. So why don't we go to. TV show checkouts, shall we? So, TV show checkouts is basically a segment where where we actually um 
you know, you know, recommend some TV shows for you to check out. Um, like for instance, um, you have, you have, um, a show that's coming out soon enough in the fourth season of Beat Shazam. Now, um, I do want to actually, let's, let's, let's read this. Beat Shazam is an American television musical game show, which premiered on Fox on May 25th, 2017, which was, um, about, which was about four years ago. The show is hosted by Jamie Foxx, who is also an executive producer on the show with, along with Jeff Aploff, who created the show with Wes Cayubo, Mark Bennett, Rich Riley, Lauren Zalanik, and Barry Posnick. So, all right. On July 12, 2017, Fox renewed the series for a second season, which premiered on May 29, 2018. On August 21st, 2018, Fox renewed the series for its third season that premiered on May 20th, 2019. On January 31st, 2020, the series was renewed for a fourth season, which was originally going to premiere in 2020, but due to the COVID pandemic, it was set to premiere on June 3rd, 2021. So, congratulations to Jamie Foxx on the fourth season of Beat Shazam. And let's ask something like this. Now, that's, now that's very wit that it got renewed. So that's going to be my TV show recommendation for you to check out. Now, for the most part, um, all right, so that's going to do it for this show today. Now, before we wrap up, I would like to go over some streaming platforms on the go where you can listen to to previous recorded episodes that you missed and including the one on YouTube. So, here we go. You can you can subscribe to Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast on Podorama, Anchor, Spotify, Audio Burst, Deezer, TuneIn, Player FM, Pod Chaser, and be sure to go on Pod Chaser and leave us a five star rating and show some love on there. Um, now hold on before I continue with the rest. Um, if you like what you heard today on this show, show some love by by making a by making a donation to support the show. 
by going to the link tree slash gmoneystacks555. Um, click on the section where it says support the podcast to to make a donation. And it's going to take you to a section where you can um, use debit cards. Another way you can you can support the podcast is by my cash app, which is dollar sign G Money Stacks 555. That's dollar sign G M O N E Y S T A C K Z 555. Now, we're not asking you to break the bank to make us happy. All we're simply asking is for you to do your best on what you can afford. Now, as I left off um, with um, the streaming platforms on to go. um, So, okay, Podchaser, I mentioned Stitcher, Pocket Cash, Podcast Addict. Um, of course, I'll get to um, Podorama, Anchor, Spotify, Audio Burst, Deezer, TuneIn, Player FM, Podchaser, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Breaker, Listen Notes, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and last but not least, do you all you gotta do is your part by subscribing to my youtube channel g money stacks 555 be sure to click the notification bell so you can be notified on more video content upcoming episodes when the show goes on the air live previous recorded episodes be sure to leave a like comment on the episodes with the topics that's been discussed alongside with downloading your favorite episodes that you that you like now don't forget to download and don't forget to share the show with your friends along with along with your friends with the audio streaming platforms so so with that being so with that being said, um I would like to I would like to say thank you for tuning in and, and watching and and rocking with rocking with me since I'm the host since I'm the host holding the fort down. So hopefully I will get listen, I will get B Live back though. Don't worry. I will get him back. I just have to really sort things out. And I will talk about my slump and my bumps and bruises in the next episode. So, um, speaking of that, you can find me on the gram on the gram, which is G Money Stacks five fifty five. Click the note. Excuse me. You can yeah, you can find me there along with. Off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast on Facebook and Instagram, alongside with my um primary handle, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York. And also, don't also I want y'all to follow my um other podcast page, which is Music Movie TV Juice Podcast on Instagram. 
don't forget to follow that as well because um i will i will be um trying to pick some people to calls with me for that show so hopefully we'll be able to hopefully we'll be able to start the recording around the week of the 4th of july so so stay tuned for more details on that i will make some i will post some details on, on what day it's going to happen so i don't have a definite date so so just stay tuned for that one and and like as i said it's as i said um g money stacks 555 in queens new york alongside with with music movie tv juice podcast and off the meat rat chains ny podcast on facebook and instagram so um like i said man um like i always say before the end of the show if you have a dream on what you want to do whether it's being a podcaster host like myself who wants to create a show or any other career fields that'll make you happy um don't let any clown burgers stop you from doing your thing because at the end of the day you at the end of the day you can't please people you can't please hypersensitive people no matter no matter how hard you try to do the right thing you're always gonna you're always gonna get criticized but but sometimes you have to ask yourself this question who are you doing the right thing for? Are you doing it for you, your parents, or or other people? That part, that part, I had to really, you know, think this over so I could actually, you know, realize that, you know, the only person that you have to please is yourself. And you know what? With that being said, um, another thing I want to say too is, um, even though you have some people who may not understand my personality and my intentions, as far as you know, me asking asking people how they meant how they're doing um mentally physically spiritually and the reason i i've been asking this is because you know it's to show that i care about people this is this is not something that was made to be a joke and and this is this is this is me as a human being showing that i care because if i didn't I would have been I would have been called an asshole a long time ago, which I'm not an asshole. I know I know my I know myself actually. And it took me a long time for me to understand myself. So so um anyway. <clears throat> so like I said, I would like to I would like to say thank you, along with the the listeners, the current listeners, the the new listeners, 
Thank you for rocking with us. And I did look on Anchor that we have over 700 plays so far. So let's keep let's keep it going along with the subscribers on YouTube goes up. Let's keep the views going. I'm G Money Stacks. I'm clocking out. Peace and one love. Listen, if you like what you heard, all you got to do is follow the podcast, comment about the topics and what you thought about the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram so you can be a part of the discussions for each topic every week. Plus, if you would like to be a guest co-host to chime in on topics, topic ideas, interviews, whether you are a rapper, singer, black-owned trendsetter that has a business, producer, actor, actress, doctor, DJ, VJ, radio personality, podcast host, other career fields, need advice that you want us to read on the air like a chain letter about anything, you can email the show at Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast at gmail.com o-f-f-t-h-e-m-e-a-t-r-a-c-k-c-h-a-i-n-z m-y-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com now where you can follow us is on facebook and instagram which is all in one word which is off the meat rat chains NY podcast alongside with my Instagram handle G money stacks 555 in Queens, New York. That's G M O N E Y S T A C K Z five, five, five I N Q U E E N S N Y. That's G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, in case you miss any of the episodes, don't worry. I got you. You can download your favorite episodes, like, subscribe, show the podcast some love with a five-star rating. We show our realness as far as the subjects being discussed in the conversations we have in each episode of the podcast inspire motivate 
sense of humor is an important key here because I believe laughter is the best medicine when it comes to dark times. We want the show to be the safety net of putting a smile on your faces, whether it's having bad days, losses of loved ones, work, and other difficult challenges. The show will be there for you no matter what you are going through. You are not alone in this case. Be sure to comment on the episodes with the topics. Share the podcast and streaming platforms of of Anchor, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker, Deezer, PocketCast, Podchaser, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podorama, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Audio Burst. And don't forget, you can find Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and the YouTube. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the channel page, G Money Stats 555. Click on the notification bell so you can be reminded of when Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast goes on the air live. Upcoming live stream episodes, previous recorded episodes, like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the podcast, including the streaming services with your friends. I'm Gene Money Stacks, and thank you all for listening, tuning in, sticking around with us, and watching us on YouTube. And let's keep the views going and the subscribers going on the YouTube. Thank you. One love.